so James, last time we finished saying we want to talk about values and we probably ought to have um, a, a whole episode devoted to that. So that's what we're doing. We did indeed. And I think values is such a broad topic. I think we need to link it to something. So let's, let's link it to employer brand because okay. it's around people. And actually, if that's what we're going to do, the best person to talk to about that is Anwen again. So hello. Thank Hi. Yeah, so I'd say your employer brand starts with your values. So yep. you need to get clear on those first. And Kirsten, do you remember last episode we were talking about the promise of value or what some people might call value proposition? Yeah. And I would say that this is really closely aligned with your brand values. In fact, I'd go so far as to say that your value is in your values. Mm. So by that, I mean that your guiding principles or the things that you hold most dear um, are those things that are your values. And you need to find a way to share those with people because that's part of what they're buying from you um, and they need to share those values. So it's really important that you communicate them and display those values in everything that you say and do. Mm -hmm. And sometimes company values can end up sounding a bit generic so, you know, we're used to hearing people saying things like it's really important that we're being professional or giving excellent customer service or being honest. And those things are a bit, yeah, meaningless, really. The kind of hygiene factors or permission to play kind of factors. And I would say what you need to be actually articulating is the things that make you feel genuinely excited and are more specific and unique to your business. And they need to be related to behaviours as well. Yeah. So the way that you do business is different from the way that yeah. another company will do business. Even and if you're in the same industry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what you need to, to get across. And, and it's about how people relate to you and how people relate to each other kind of within your team. So that value work underpins both your promise of value yeah. and your employer brand, which you remember in the last episode we concluded are very aligned. So, I mean, what else builds that employer brand, do you feel? Well, one way I think you can think about it is um, how your values underpin uh, your business. And you can relate that to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So at the bottom level of the pyramid, we've got things that relate to our basic survival needs. So things like being warm, being fed and watered. And um, obviously some companies are providing those kind of basic services or products that meet those needs. And obviously as a business, um, in terms of your employer, employer brand, you're also offering a sort of certain level of basic survival to your employees and making sure that their basic needs are met. Then as we go up the pyramid to the next level, it's about things like having property, having a job, having your health needs taken care of. And then we move up to the level which is about love and belonging and things like relationships, friendships, connection with other people becomes important. And then the next level up is about self-esteem. Um, making people feel respected and valued. And then at the top of the tree, you've got self-actualization. So that's how do you help people realize their full potential and, you know, to be the best they can be and also to kind of go beyond their own personal ambitions and wants for themselves and how they're making a bigger, more meaningful contribution to society. And I think, you know, each business will um, have one aspect of the pyramid that they're particularly um touching people's needs on um, in terms of whatever product or service they're selling but also in terms of their employees um, it's really how far you want to take it 
And, you know, you can be touching your employees on, on multiple different levels, meeting lots of different needs. And it's, yeah, a question for the company, really, to think about, are you just helping somebody put a roof over their head, make a living, pay their bills? Or do you want to go right to the top of the pyramid and help people make a me- more meaningful contribution to the world and really sort of nurture somebody's professional and personal development? Yeah, that's, well, that's really interesting. Um and I think I think it's really interesting because I think more and more uh, we're kind of certainly in the West, if you like, we're getting beyond the supplying things that people just simply need. You know, they need to eat, they need to have a roof over their head. It's a lot more about self-actualization, not just for employees, but also for customers. And a bit of research I heard lately sort of ties in with that, which is some this research showed that people don't like to be called consumers. Uh, they prefer to be participants. And I, I think that, can, if you look at the, the Kickstarter campaigns that companies do for funding now, yeah. and things like that, people genuinely, they are customers, but they are genuinely climbing inside the organisation as yeah. part of it. And most of the rewards in those things are, are silly little things. Yeah. They're, they're frivolous things, but they make people feel valued and part of that brand. Yeah. And I think they want to know, I mean, they want to know more about the people that actually do stuff, that make the stuff, the people that work for a company. And maybe this is where the thing we talked about last time about the cognitive dissonance is becoming more apparent is because consumers, sorry, customers and clients want to be more involved in the companies that they buy from. That's quite interesting. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I agree. The two are definitely interlinked you know how how customers perceive your business affects how employees view it and vice versa Mm. and I think increasingly nowadays customers really care about how your people are being treated and we spoke in the last episode about uh, perceptions around employees at Amazon Mm. and what it's like to work for them and I think you know we've seen recently that Amazon have had to mount this big PR campaign to invite people into their premises and you know see that they are actually a good employer they're trying to challenge that negative perception and I think other companies who employ workers particularly in the gig economy like Uber and Deliveroo um, have also seen that there's been a bit of a a negative pushback and concerns from customers about how their workers are being treated maybe they're not seen to value their people enough because well it's it's almost like it would almost be better if they were clear that they didn't it you know it's a little bit like um you know the low cost airlines if everything is consistently working like that you know you have to pay for everything it's less of a problem for people buying because they know it that's how they are it's when you claim to be one thing and, and are living and something else is different underneath that's where the challenge is and yeah. it's it's around so if we link that back to all the people and process side it's people join companies that they think they are joining and if the organisation doesn't live up to that promise of value, then that ultimately disappoints yeah. the individual. And that is the same with consumers and consumer brands. Someone buys something that says it does this and it doesn't do that. What do they do? They send it back. And people are exactly the same way. And these days, again, with a much more motivated and mobile workforce, particularly with a younger generation, um, if companies don't live up to their promise of value and don't demonstrate their brand to their employees in the right way, then people won't stick with it and it will ultimately damage the long-term sustainability of the company. 
Do you know what? So, I think that's quite hopeful. <laughs> well, it is, absolutely. I think it's a very positive thing. I yeah. suppose the question then is, how do you go around measuring and implementing it? Yes, that's a big question. And I think we probably want to talk about that in the next episode. Let's do it. Okay. Fantastic. Thank you, Anwin. Thank you, Anwin. Thank you.